Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. This is Gary Neron welcoming you to the Lamp and Light broadcast, coming to you from the studios of Central Baptist Church in beautiful Ocala, Florida. Lamp and Light is a ministry, taking a book of the Bible verse by verse, teaching as it is to men as they are, without compromise or apology, speaking the truth in love, and our purpose is to give the lamp and light to all. Now, here is our teacher and pastor, Dr. Andy Bloom. Last week in our study of Hebrews chapter 10, we were talking about the subjects of positional holiness and progressive sanctification. Let's continue with that discussion today. Saved people have what we call positional holiness because holiness is of Jesus Christ. And so this is of him and him alone. It's through him we have this. And so you you have that positional holiness. Now again, follow peace with all men and holiness. And we're looking at the same word as in our text. Verse 14, sanctified. For by one offering he perfected forever them that are sanctified, that are made holy. The judgment seat of Christ will show if you grew in that position. As we said earlier, theologians like to call it progressive sanctification. And basically it means You should be more holy now than you were a year ago. There should be less of the world, less of the flesh, less of your lust, and more of righteousness and holiness, more of faith, and more of a walk with God. There are people today saying, you know what? Your churches can't operate with those same standards they had a few years ago. Oh, we live in a different age. Well, that's man's philosophy. That's religious philosophy. But Bible philosophy says this. If we're growing in sanctification, then our personal standards and our church will be more holy this year than it was last year. And next year will be more holy than we were this year. See, that's when we're growing in sanctification. That's when we're growing in holiness. My friend, where are you in your life? Do you find yourself giving in to the religious philosophies of the world, even if they're coming from what was one time so-called good churches and good preachers? What direction are you going? Now, verses 15 through 18 will then show us that Jesus Christ is indeed the true offering for sin. There is no more offering for sin. First see that the Holy Spirit is a witness to us. In verse 15, we read this. Whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us, for after that he had said before. Now, before we go on, that's all of verse 15. But the Holy Spirit witnesses to and for us. 
In in Romans eight sixteen, it shows us for us the Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that is for us that we are the children of God. Being a witness to us does not mean that we no longer need the Bible because He will give us feelings. No, to us, to the Holy Spirit, doctrine is important. Romans 8, 9 says, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be, the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. If you've got the Spirit of Christ in you, you're saved. If you're not saved if you don't have the Spirit of Christ in you. The moment you receive Jesus Christ as Savior, he places his Holy Spirit to live within you forever. Now, notice from John 16, verses 13 and 14. How be it? When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. That is doctrine. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. John, chapter 14 through 16, the Lord Jesus Christ makes several mentions of the Holy Spirit. And let them know that he would bring back to our mind the things the Holy Spirit taught us and wants us to know. In John fourteen sixteen verse seventeen twenty six, we read it this way: "And I will pray the Father, and He shall give you another Comforter, that He may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth Him not, neither knoweth Him." But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. But the Comforter, verse 26 of John 14, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Now, do you see the idea here? The Holy Spirit's not there to give you feelings. He's there to take the Word of God and teach it to you, to help you to understand it. If you're looking for feelings, you're going to be let down. One day you're going to feel good, and that's great. Next day you're not going to feel good. Some people get saved. Oh, this feels so great. Next day they're wondering if they're saved because they don't feel it. Now, we know that the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. What is truth? Jesus said in John seventeen seventeen, Thy word is truth. So the Holy Spirit of God uses the word to witness to us. He's a witness for us and bearing witness with our spirit, and he's a witness to us through the word of God. Now, what we're being told is that the Holy Spirit will bring things to your mind to our mind as it pertains to life from the Word of God if you never read it. You never listen to it. And especially if you don't think on it. The Holy Spirit will have nothing more to bring to your mind. People without conviction are people that don't have a walk in the Word of God if they call themselves saved. No conviction may be a commentary on the 
pathetic walk that you have in God's word. That takes us to verse 16. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I'll put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. This is showing that the laws in our heart and written in our minds are in reality that of the Holy Spirit of God who gave the word. Holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Spirit. All scriptures given by inspiration. God breathed His Spirit. And so we understand the word of God is there for us from Him. In the eternal reign, do you realize that we will know and learn the word All the more, we'll study the word forever. But right now, we have the word, but we understand it and know it in part by immersing ourselves in the word of God. And as much as we can immerse ourselves in that word, you need to understand is that one day, We're going to go to heaven, and we're going to learn all the more from the Word of God. It's an eternal book. Sound doctrine is of utmost importance. Feelings orientation are empty and leaves one who lives for feelings desolate. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. So often the word in our heart and mind serves to show us our depravity. <laughs> when we say our own depravity, we don't have a, a good feeling about ourselves. Listen, I've allowed the Lord at times to show me his holiness and to show me myself. And I, I'll be quite honest with you, I got depressed. I got depressed seeing myself. I had to beg for his grace. To see his mercy. And my friend, we need to understand that looking for feelings is one of the most empty spiritual lives a person can live. That takes the verse 17. And their sins and iniquities. Will I remember? No more. That's the blessed story of forgiveness. This forgetting is not something the law could do because a remembrance was made each year. Do you realize, my friend, that your testimony began the day you were saved? Now, some people enjoy testifying of all the wickedness they were involved in before they were saved. And and it's interesting. I've heard some of these people give their testimony, and they spend 30 minutes on that, and then in the last two minutes they say, I got saved and I don't do it anymore. Well, my friend, I think sometimes we underestimate the power 
of regret. And my friend, the teens hear that this guy was delivered. They'll never really understand the regret that person had and the regret they even continue to live with, although they're forgiven. Now, I think it is good that we have people that got saved from drugs, from lives of sexual perversion and things of that nature. It's good. But let's make sure that as we show those things, we also show the regret with it and also show the great grace, mercy, and love of God because it is about him. And what is it that some have never been to those depths of depravity? Think, well, boy, I don't have an exciting salvation. I don't have much. Man, I just I just wasn't exciting at all. Oh, no, the most exciting thing is that God can take any sinner and save them. Every salvation decision is exciting and it's special. We hear some of these testimonies, and children, especially teens, may be tempted to think, I can do all that and get saved? Great. This is your radio pastor, Pastor Andy Bloom, saying, May the Word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway today. We want to thank you for listening to the Lamp and Light broadcast. If you would like a CD copy of today's message by Dr. Bloom, send us your name, mailing address, and include the radio station by which you are listening and the date of the broadcast. We would appreciate a gift of $5 to Lamp and Light broadcast, 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, Ocala, Florida, 34471. You may also visit us on the website and freely download the sermons by clicking on the sermon library. That website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. Again, the address for the Lamp and Light broadcast is 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, O-C-A-L-A, Florida, 34471. And again, our website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. This is your announcer, Gary Neron, saying, May God's peace be with all that are in Christ Jesus. Stand so the hills may tumble, these will firmly stand when the earth shall crumble. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation for the Bible stands. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation.